Welcome to the Bill Cartwright Show with our special guests, USF alum, Board of Trustees, and Silk Series, Jeff Silk. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bill. It's uh, fantastic to be here today with you. This is something that you and I have talked about for a while, and I'm glad that uh, we can make this happen. You know, I, I always think it's really interesting to get to know people really quickly. Uh, I'm a big family guy. So can you tell us a little bit about your mom and dad and your siblings and where you grew up? You know, um, one of the reasons I think that we have such a good time when we're together is we have a lot of similar values and attitudes. And my family um, play a huge part of not only my life, but also who I am today. I grew up in San Mateo, California. I went to Baywood uh, Grammar School, uh, Burrell Middle School, uh, Aragon uh, High School. And in fact, I met my wife, Naomi, at Aragon High School. And I'll come back and, and, and talk about that. Um, but my parents were divorced at a very early age. And um, my mom, who has been a huge uh, role model and inspiration in my life, uh, basically raised uh, my sister and I. And I've learned so many just great lessons in life from my mom that um, helped me out today. So um, some of those lessons would be things like the importance of working hard. My mom on a secretary salary, worked full-time plus, then decided to go back and get a college degree while she's raising my sister and I, wow. and then decided to get a master's to double down on her college degree. And she really taught my sister and I the importance about working hard, she taught my sister and I about the importance of education, continuing education. And, um, you know, those are very, very important <clears throat> lessons in my life that um, I've taken with me. And if you think about my involvement, and we'll talk more about this, but my involvement with the University of San Francisco, you know, that's education. That's all about continuing education. And I really appreciate my mom's guidance and uh, influence on that. My um, father, who uh, I temporarily live with um, prior to college, um, was also a huge inspiration on my life, but for different reasons. Uh, my dad is, uh, my dad passed away, but my dad was uh, super charismatic big personality, very huge and creative uh, thinker, didn't really care what other people thought about him. And so there's just so many lessons that I learned from my father as well. And of course, important lessons that people don't want to talk about are the lessons of what not to do. So from my mom, I learned a lot of lessons on here are things what to do that will help you out in life. And then from my father, I learned some of those lessons, but I also learned super valuable lessons on here are some things that you don't want to do in life that are going to cause you problems that are going to uh, make it difficult for you to deal with the volatility of life. 
And so when I think about my parents, I think of um, who I am today and the power of the lessons, good and bad, that I've learned from both of them. Can you talk about what kind of kid you were growing up? What kind of kid were you in high school? What were you interested in and who influenced you? So um, this is always hard for um, uh, people to believe because my life is so different today than it was when I was in high school. Uh, but I was a grateful deadhead. And I've been to, <laughs> I, hard to believe, right? I've been to, ironically enough, at least 100 Grateful Dead shows. Wow. wow. Well, I, I love the dead. So, no, I can see that. Yeah. And um, so I was um, in high school, uh, a very full spirited person. Um, I hung out with the quote unquote, the hippie crowd, the Grateful Dead crowd. Um, I got okay grades. And the reason I got probably better grades than I should have um, is because I made an effort to always go to class. And the teachers appreciated that I always showed up to class, even though I may not have studied as hard as I should have uh, for tests and put as much time as I should have into papers. Um, I always had really, really strong um, uh, attendance. And I think that really helped uh, a, a lot in high school and obviously um, moving on in college. I did play uh, high school tennis. And um, I still play a lot of tennis today. And it's kind of fun today to be able to meet and interact with uh, some of the tennis players who were my heroes while I was playing high school tennis, um, but who have since then gone on, you know, after their tennis careers, gone on to do um, great things. But uh, to me, probably one of the most significant uh influences and persons from uh, being at Aragon High School is that I met my wife, Naomi. So Naomi also went to Aragon. She, she played tennis at Aragon and still plays a lot of tennis today, but she came from a, a very different um, group or crowd in high school. She was more part of what I'm going to call the cheerleading crowd. And I was more part of the Grateful Dead crowd. And um, while we didn't date in high school, um, we started dating later on in college and after college. And so, as, as you know, um, meeting Sherry in high school and getting involved with Sherry in high school, those are some pretty strong, powerful relationships uh, that you can have with a person who then goes from your friend to being your girlfriend to then being your wife. And I think one of the things that makes, you know, Naomi such an amazing person today, my wife, Naomi, and such a great mother and such a great friend is the fact that we met in high school. We have a super long experience and a super long relationship together. And that acts as um, a tool that helps us bond, but also a tool that helps us know that we can get through the tough times, that we've got a, a great future together. That is very amazing, but we're going to get back to that. Now, you are now exiting high school. Um, talk about college. Talk about 
where you went and talk about why that happened and who influenced that. Um, so I've been very, very lucky in life and um, college and how that's influenced me uh, is something that I've been very lucky about. So um, as mentioned, I went to Aragon High School in San Mateo and not knowing really what I wanted to do after high school, I went to uh, the College of San Mateo Junior College, CSM, um, to try and kind of figure out what my next direction was. Um, I knew I liked business-oriented stuff and economics stuff. And um, that was fantastic for a whole bunch of other reasons. Uh, besides helping me find my educational direction in life, uh, I came across um, uh, an economics teacher. His name was Michael Brusen, who taught economics at the College of San Mateo. He's recently passed away, but he got me really hooked on economics. And um, he also um, introduced me to my boss, uh, to where I've worked for his firm now for 40 years, uh, who also had Michael Brusen. Uh, as a teacher. To make a very long story short, one of my very first jobs was selling Apple computers. And I sold these Apple computers while I was at the College of San Mateo. And it was, um, I didn't really realize the significance of it at the time. I just realized that I could figure out how to sell um, a $10,000 com uh, computer and make a pretty good commission as a young person. And I got totally lucky that I learned this one program called VisiCalc. And this is like in the early 80s. VisiCalc was the very first spreadsheet program. I mean, this is before Excel. This is before Lotus. And I, what I realized is that somebody would spend $10,000 to buy a computer, a printer, a monitor, and all the different accessories to run this $99 piece of software called VisiCalc which is the very first spreadsheeting program. So if you can imagine being like having a job like a CPA or an accountant or other jobs that required a lot of number crunching, and all of a sudden here is a spreadsheet, um, it, it, was a, it, it was a game changer. So I learned computers, I learned these uh, personal computers at a very, very early age. Anyway, so I went to sell my economics teacher, Michael Brusen, a computer thinking that he needed a computer at about the same time that my boss went to Michael, who also had Michael as a teacher earlier in life, and said, do you know anybody who might want to come to work for me? And because I had computer skills and uh, my boss had computer skills, um, it was just like a, a, a natural fit. And so, you know, as I mentioned, I've had the same job for uh, 40 years, um, but it all started at the College of San Mateo, and it all started from learning how to sell Apple computers and learning uh, the spreadsheeting program. I, I apologize for I'm rambling. This is a really cool experience. You mentioned the Silk Speaker Series at the University of San Francisco, where we bring on um, just uh, amazing speakers, athletes, global leaders, um, people who are just immediately recognized. They talk about their life lessons. They share experiences with the students. And so Naomi and I um, 
started this program, uh, the Silk Speaker Series, at the University of San Francisco, really as a way to supplement what our students are learning in class, uh, as a way to get our alumni back on campus, because these events are attended by a lot of alumni, to connect our students to our alumni, and then to shine a, shine a brighter light on the University of San Francisco. And it's, it's worked it, uh, beyond our um, wildest expectations. But one of the original speakers that we had come speak at USF was Steve Wozniak, who is the founder of Apple Computer. And it was great because I talked to Steve about learning a spreadsheet very, very early on. And the first time I met him at like a computer show in San Francisco at the Moscone Center. And we, you know, we just talked about um, uh, technology and computers. And I said, thank you, Steve, because if it wasn't for the Apple computer, I would have never learned VisiCalc, the basic spreadsheet, which was a huge game changer in my life to who I met and the skill set that I went on to um, acquire. So uh, Michael Brusen, hands down, um, had a huge influence on me. He taught uh, macro and microeconomics at the University of San Francisco. Uh, he taught micro and macro economics at the College of um, San Mateo. You know, it was interesting. So he also, I think he was the baseball announcer at CSM. Uh, and he loved to keep the stats. One day in the last five years, my daughter Abigail and I were having breakfast at Neil's Cafe in San Mateo. And uh, there was Michael with uh, a bunch of his buddies. And I looked over and he looked over and we kind of looked at each other and we hugged each other. And, you know, he was talking to his, uh, his buddies about kind of my life. And anyways, it was really cool to catch up with them. And then I got all teary eyed and my daughter said, dad, you know, well, this is obviously a big emotional event for you. And I said, well, if it wasn't for meeting Michael Brusen at the College of San Mateo, I never would have um, evolved to the way I have. Um, I never would have gotten an interest in economics and business. And I would never would have never been introduced to uh, my boss, um, which has then led to um, a 40 year uh, career in the investment business. So uh, big influence, to say the least. Michael Brusen. <laughs> okay. Can you talk about you're right out of college now? Was that first job you had, was that the 40-year job? Yes. Um, so I actually worked part-time uh, for the same firm that I work for today while I was in college, uh, doing various types of uh, investment research. And, of course, back then we were teeny, teeny, teeny. Um, we were a very, very small firm with very few employees. Um, but that's what I stayed with um, uh, once I uh, graduated from the University of San Francisco. So it's not a lot of people can say that they've had, <clears throat> they've worked for the same firm for 40 years. But uh, for me, it's been an uh, amazing experience. Uh, another important lesson that my mom taught me is the value of sticking with it. You really did. And uh, <clears throat> yeah. The, the importance of uh, sticking with it. You know, there's a, 
an interesting but super important investment concept called the power of compounding. That if you earn a rate of return on an investment and the, the, the return keeps growing and growing, the value of your investment keeps growing and growing. And so there's the whole notion of the power of compounding, which is that if you can earn a 7% return on something, you can double your money in 10 years. But if you earn a 10% return on something, you can um, double your money seven years. There's such an important power of sticking with something, finding a job, finding a career, and staying with it for a long time. And, you know, there's a, a super important investment concept called the power of compounded interest which I believe um, Einstein called whatever they, one of the ninth wonders of the world. But in investments, you invest because you have a time frame and you want to earn a rate of return on whatever um, your capital is over a long time period. And um, that's an important notion as it also relates back to life and your knowledge. And there is an important concept called human capital, which is your, just your knowledge base and that the more you learn, the more you can learn. Just like in the investment world, you know, as you earn a rate of return on an investment and you stick with it over a time period, your investment keeps getting larger and larger and larger. But if you think about um, compounding interest on your human capital, the more you learn, the more you can learn, the more you do learn. And that really comes from the power of time and the power of sticking with something and doing it for a long time. So I've gotten huge benefits um, professionally from just working for the firm that I've worked for for 40 years and I keep learning and the more I learn, the more I can learn. It's a pretty powerful thing. It's called compounding human capital. Awesome. Hey, can you talk about your time at USF and some of the benefits of being there? Um, USF is um, so very close to my heart, close to my life. Um, so when I went to USF, I didn't really appreciate how many benefits I would actually get from not only a USF education, but also from uh, my friend circle, also from learning to be a better person, to be able to think with the combination of my brain and my heart, uh, to learning to be just a better citizen and um, a, a better father. Uh, I got a great academic. Um, I had a great academic experience. I um, have a business degree from the University of San Francisco with uh, a minor in finance. So I learned a ton of stuff. Um, I had some great experiences at USF. Ironically enough, this is many, many years ago. Uh, my boss suggested to me that I needed to learn to write. And uh, so I took that to heart and I wrote a um, column in the Foghorn. It was the very first uh, business column in the Foghorn, and ironically enough, it was called Silk's Purse, where I would take some whatever the 
news topic of the week or the month was, and I'd read a column on that, uh, which showed up in, in, in the foghorn. Uh, and this, of course, is in the early 80s, but it was many years ago. Um, and it was uh, a great experience. But, you know, the U, as you know, Bill, um, from being at the University of San Francisco and still being attached to the University of San Francisco, like I am today, um, the university is amazing. It is a great place and it doesn't get as much credit as it deserves for being such an amazing university. And um, through time, there's been various spotlights that um, have highlighted what uh, a spectacular university, the University of San Francisco is. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't get enough credit for being the academic institution, for being the Jesuit institution um, that it is. And um, so we have some work to do to make sure uh, that the world fully appreciates all that the University of San Francisco has to offer and how influential the university actually is to the outcome of your life. And how, when I think about the amount of time uh, that I put into the university as a student, and obviously tuition and what have you, and my other choices, quite simply said, and this is an investment term, but the University of San Francisco has a very high return on investment. It's got a very high ROI. And I talk to various people on campus today, and I talk, uh, being part of the board of directors, the board of trustees of the university, I'm always talking about what a high ROI, return on investment, um, the University of San Francisco has, um, and it's definitely worth the time, and it's worth the money, and it's worth the commitment, and how one of the things that we need to do is just popularize the benefits, the high ROI, that a student would get from attending the University of San Francisco. So you are on the board of trustees. Talk about how did that happen? So um, I've been very lucky in life. And somebody many, many years ago suggested to uh, the president that they get me involved with the university. And because um, I've been in the investment business for so long. They first asked me to be part of the investment committee, which oversees our foundation and endowment retirement assets. And so I first got involved being part of the investment committee, which the majority of the committee members are part of the board of trustees. And then there's some other members of the committee that are not part of the board of trustees. So I did that for some time. And then I was asked, you know, can you be part of um, the broader board of trustees? And I was asked from uh, Father Paul Fitzgerald, who is the president today, um, would I join the board of trustees? And uh, I want to say just a, a couple things um, that that has um, been such a positive and amazing experience for me to be part of the board of trustees. Um, I kind of take my business background and make it applicable to academics because at the end of the day, you know, we go to um, the University of San Francisco because you want to get a degree, but there's another piece of it. It's like, how do you run the business, right? 
Uh, and so I've taken my um, investment experience and my understanding of how uh, companies run and how stocks work and try and apply those things to um, the University of San Francisco with the core focus being on the student and the student outcome. But um, another huge influence on my life uh, has been Father Paul Fitzgerald, um, who's, as I mentioned, as you all know, is the current president of the University of San Francisco. And whenever I'm with Father Paul, I just like learn so many new things. It gets me to use parts of my brain and it gets me to consider uh, various things that are happening that I may not have thought were relevant. And it gets me to consider um, points of views and attitudes that I may have wanted to dismiss before, but I think are you know super important to be considering um, as you think about um, the world and your life and the contributions that you can make. So very clearly uh, for me, meeting Father Paul Fitzgerald, who's become a good friend of mine, um, has been just such a huge influence on my life. Let's go back to the Silk Series real quick, because we've had some really amazing people on there. Give me just... I. And that's probably unfair. Give me the two most favorite we've had on and maybe a couple of other possibilities people you'd like to see on the Silk Series. So I don't know that I could name two. I mean, I have three kids and I couldn't pick my two favorite kids. But Well, no, um, you can't do that. Right, exactly. <laughs> but with that being said, um, well, you were at that event. And he's a buddy of yours from the past. You know, Erwin uh, Johnson, you know, Magic Johnson um, was spectacular. And he had some really strong messages uh, to deliver to our students or athletes to some um, of our um USF community. You know, Janet Yellen, who back then was just coming off being the head of the Federal Reserve and who's now the Treasury Secretary, um, listening to Janet talk about economics and the importance of uh, getting in and uh, especially for more women to, to build a career in economics, I think was um, hugely important. Um, you know, a friend of mine who I've met through the Silk Speaker Series is Billie Jean King, tennis star. And my wife, Naomi, and I have become friendly with um, Billie's partner, Alana and Billie. And just the important lessons of uh, that you can do anything, that don't let people define you. Um, and if you think about, like, Title IX and you think about um, – equal pay for women, you know, very clearly Billy has had a huge um, uh, influence in that. Uh, I mean, I, I, I could go on and on. You know, we've, uh, we had your teammates, uh, Steve Kerr, who's the current coach of the Warriors, um, come speak at the Silk Speaker Series. Uh, he had some super important lessons um, for um, our students and, uh, was really uh, led an important conversation about college athletics and should college athletes be paid or not paid and what would that mean to um, college education and what would that mean to uh, a college athlete's future uh, potential. 
Um, but uh, there's a website, the Silk Speaker Series, University of San Francisco Silk Speaker Series, and we're constantly improving the website. And we're putting together links. You can click on the speaker and hear um, what that particular speaker said are important lessons that a student should learn. And that's, that's pretty cool. Um, we have some upcoming um, speakers. One is um, um, Annie Leibovitz, who is one of the most famous photographers of all time. Uh, and I think um, uh, she will be great. Uh, my guess, you know, she, she spent time with Rolling Stone magazine and she's been a legendary photographer. Um, and she's got a very, very interesting life story. Um, so we have that coming up. Uh, I'm uh, very hopeful, and I'm sure that Lindsay's mentioned this to you, that we're going to be able to get uh, your former coach um, uh, when you were on the Bulls, uh, Phil Jackson, to come speak at the university. And I am uh, also equally as hopeful that you will agree to participate that uh, participate um, uh, in, in that discussion with Phil. And maybe we can get some other of your old uh, Bulls buddies. We know some are local uh, to participate in that conversation, but I'm looking forward to that. Um, and that's coming up and we're working hard to nail down some um, some dates with uh, Phil Jackson. So we've just been opportunistic, but, you know, the core is what are the messages that these people with lots of um, experiences um, can deliver to our students that they can get some benefit from? So we know you go to a lot of the Warriors games. Now, are you a big Warriors fan? Well, um I don't know how you define big, big. but I'm definitely a Crazy. committed Warriors fan. <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you why. So I, um, growing up in San Mateo, the Bay Area, I've always been a huge Warriors fan. And um, 20 plus years ago, um, I became a Warriors season ticket holder. And this is back, uh, I don't know how to describe it other than you remember when Latrell Sprewell uh, was on the team and then got in a fight with the coach. Of course. Okay. So that would have been like, uh, I was an early season ticket holder back then when that happened. And um, I had two seats back then. And uh, then two seats uh, became available that were right next to mine. So now I have four seats, uh, four seats in a row. And as you know, we're very, very close to the bench and very close to the floor. Um, and so throughout time, regardless of how the Warriors have done, we've always been season ticket holders. And to me, the NBA is one of the best entertainment events that there possibly is. I love to watch basketball. And it's to me going to the Warriors game not only do I know I'm going to have a great time, but it's going to be a fun event for myself and my friends and my kids and my wife. So um, I am a huge fan, but I'm also a very committed fan because in the early days when you went back 20 plus years, the Warriors didn't really have the talent that they have today and they didn't have uh, the winning record 
um, that they've recently had. And, you know, we end the season every year with, well, we'll probably be better next year as compared to ending the season these years with, I think we're going to win it again next year. Um, so uh, I love the Warriors. Um, I've got so much respect for the team, for the leadership, for the coaches, for the ownership. And um, it's, a, it's, it's a lot of fun to be at the Chase Center um, to watch a Warriors game. And it's also been a great thing, too. You know, my kids are, are grown and out of the house, but we've had so much fun going to Warriors games together. And even though my kids are scattered around the country, they still are Warriors fans and they look forward to coming home and being with mom and dad and going to Warriors game. So go Dubs. You know, you did say this earlier. Say you and I are similar because we ended up marrying the same gal from, uh, from high school. Actually, with me, it's from junior high school, which we mm. really met each other, seventh grade, which is scary enough. Talk about when you actually got back together, you and Naomi, and talk about the roles that um, you had. I mean, you went to work, and, and Naomi was at home uh, with uh, some serious work of herself. Yeah. Um... So uh, being a mother is one of the most important jobs that there is in the world, hands down. And not only is it one of the most important jobs, but you don't get the credit you deserve as a mother. When I think of the sacrifices that my mom made for me, and I think about Naomi, who is the mother of our three children, Ashton, Harris, and Abigail, Naomi has done an incredible job being a mother. And it's something that I could never have done. Um, and it's something that has been so important to the success of our family. And so first, I just want to say, and, and you know, Sherry, kudos to you as well. Um, being a mother is one of the most important jobs in the world that you never will get enough credit from. But if you think about the closeness of your family and your relationship um, to your spouse, uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, so, you know, one of the speakers we had at the Silk Speaker Series was Serena Williams, a tennis player. And, um, you know, I mentioned Serena's transitioning from tennis to the investment world. And so we were talking about what it's like to be in the investment world and I was talking to Serena that I've had, you know, worked for the same firm for a long time. And I was talking to Serena about the importance of Naomi in my career and what a huge help that she was in my career. And then kind of as Serena, Naomi and I are, were became more comfortable talking about things together. I said to Serena, and you know what? Naomi's made me a bologna sandwich in my lunch, which she packs every day for like 40 years she made me my lunch and a bologna sandwich which you know was it led to a really i didn't appreciate that serena liked bologna as well as i do and so we had this great conversation about it i'm just it's friday it's friday morning so i'm kind of drifting but there was a, a fun conversation that naomi and i had with serena williams about um how we like our bologna but the point of be telling the story 
is Naomi has been a huge part of my life and done an amazing thing, um, which has made our family very robust, very lovable. And we, all of us look forward to being together. And um, it's a, it's a very super important thing. And that happened because of Naomi and uh, Naomi's values. And um, so uh, I got, I got pretty lucky and um, meeting Naomi and um, I got really lucky that she's um, been so amazing and spectacular uh, being the core to our family. Hey, you know, I'm not a real retirement guy. <laughs> I'm really not very good at home. I'm not. Uh, I'll just I'll just acknowledge that. And and then Sherry knows that. Are you a retirement guy, or are you are you looking forward to that, or you have some other adventures? What do you What do you think? Well, um, I'm I'm definitely not a retirement person. Um, I love my job. I work a lot of hours. Um, I Still. come to work. Oh yeah. Um, I come to work. Um, I learn new things every day. I work with great people. So I really can't envision myself retiring. Um, you know, I'm a very focused and disciplined person. I get up at five in the morning. I'm in the gym with a trainer from five 30 in the morning to six 30 every morning. That's a hard thing to do, but it's all part of kind of the discipline um, and the focus. Um, so I don't really see myself as kind of ever being a retirement person. I mean, I have great hobbies. I love to fly fish. Um, I play golf. I love to put time into the University of San Francisco. I don't know that you and I have talked about this, Bill, but I'm also a train collector. Uh, and I mean, I'm told that, yeah. I'm told I have one of the nicest train collections in the country and train layouts in the country, but I've got, you know, great hobbies. And I think hobbies for me are important because they add a level of kind of excitement into my life and they keep me learning about new things when I'm not learning new things at work. So um, I feel very, very lucky um, that I have a, a balanced life and I get to choose what I want to do and don't want to do. Um, but I'm not a retirement kind of person. Well, we're really happy about that because we want to see see a lot more of you. Well, Jeff, um, thank you so much for being on the show. This was terrific. Um, really looking forward to uh, spending some time with him, either at, uh, at USF or at a Warriors game. I'm really looking forward to it. But thank you so much. Uh, this was awesome. Yeah, th this was great, and um, um, I want to thank you for having me on um, today, Bill. Um, but from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you, and I want to thank Sherry um, for all that you have done for the University of San Francisco, for all that you've done um, for professional sports, uh, for all the special lessons that the people around you keep learning. And um, Bill, thanks for being Bill. And um, pass this on to Sherry. Sherry, thanks for being Sherry. Um, it's quite an honor to uh, be friendly with you and Sherry. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome.